Hey, I'm Rich Hunter-Rice and welcome to the 3%ers Business Coaching Podcast, Season 2. Rich Hunter Rice, how are you? So we're at the dizzy heights of season two, episode seven of the Three Percenters Business Coaching Podcast. So I hope you're having a great week. I hope you're having a great Friday so far. So today's interview is with a really interesting uh, person, Lydia, Lydia Wilson. Um, just such great positive energies about it and also you can hear i'm fanboying the whole way through her lifestyle is my absolute dream the travel she does uh and i i reference to it later on but just just follow her instagram if you have any doubt of the kind of lifestyle you want to do and you know this is the right kind of person you want to be following anyway really really interesting uh, great depth of uh answers to the questions and i hope you enjoy it Okay, so good afternoon. Would you like to introduce yourself? Tell me who you are and what you do, please. Yes, of course. Thank you for the invitation today on the podcast. As every, everyone probably can hear, I am not a native English speaker. I'm from Germany originally, but I live in different countries. Um, I have my business in Cyprus, spend time in the Netherlands, Switzerland, and traveling quite a bit. And um, yeah, I basically help high achieving entrepreneurs to get their mindset right and increase everything in their lives, be it uh, money, be it sales, be it fulfillment, a big one, uh, abundance, ease, free time, all of that good stuff, basically. And I do that from wherever I am in the world. So straight away, I've got envy, you know, life envy is right there. So how long have you been doing the the traveling aspect of it? How long have you been traveling around for? I think traveling has been since I turned 18 and first started traveling alone, then with partner, uh, friends. But it has been like, I have been bitten by the travel box since, since I could, basically. And I haven't stopped ever <laughs> since. So you're in the Netherlands right now. How long are you going to be in the Netherlands for? Um, right now, I'll be here just until the weekend. Then I'm going to see family in uh, Switzerland, see the mountains as well. And then um, we are going on a trip to Norway, proper holidays, three weeks of holidays. Then I'm going to go to Cyprus. Like it keeps going like that. And it's so funny because I don't plan that. Usually my like in the beginning of the year, my calendar looks empty and I think like, okay, what could I do this year? Okay, nothing. Let's let's do it like like a calm year. And then bam, 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 it just fills up by itself. I'm not doing anything. It just gets filled up. And then I'm in one place after the other. But it's fun. I enjoy it very much. And I'm very grateful for that life. Uh, it sounds amazing. And of course, I'm not jealous at all. Being <laughs> at the, the day of recording this, I'm in the UK. Yeah, it's 30 degrees, but I'm still in the middle of the UK, miles from the coast and whatever else. And just listen to your plans. It's just, oh, I'm very envious, but very, very cool. Okay, so why do you do what you do? Why do I do what I do? Uh, I started coaching not other people. Like I did my first coaching degree as self-development, personal growth, because I wanted to overcome stuff in my life. 
I had a rough childhood, like probably many people out there, especially my clients, all these high achievers, they had like really rough childhoods, lots of emotional abandonment, all of that stuff. And I just wasn't happy. Like I wasn't, oh gosh, fulfilled, lots of depression, all of that stuff going on. And because of that, I was always like driven to change something. I was looking for the solution and I started like getting coaching for myself. And then of course you, because it's group programs, group stuff, you also coach other people. And at some point I started like thinking, hmm, that's interesting. Let's keep doing that and let's keep offering it. And then I started building a business like long story, but um, because I enjoyed it so much, you know, and I knew what impact it had for myself. I basically turned it around and turned that what changed my life 100% or 180 degrees into something that would fulfill me giving to others, like helping them. Because what you see out there, so many people are struggling on so many different levels. And these people who are ready and willing to change, these are people, yeah, that can do anything. And to work with these people is just deeply fulfilling for me. Like I live through these people almost, you know, like, like you said, I live through, you know, see you traveling and all of that. This is what I then see when my clients or people, my audience has a breakthrough or understand something or has big success or whatever, you know, this is how it feels like it is me, even though it's them, it feels like it's me. And it's just one of the most amazing feelings in the world. When you see another person getting a little bit happier than they were before. Yeah, I love that. That's a great answer. Thank you. You So you use the term uh, rough childhood. So do you see that as being a driving force in, you must see that consistently then as a driving force in these high performers as a reason to spur them on to do more? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So of course, every person is different, but there is like one common denominator that happens at least in my clients, the kind of people that find their ways to me or their way to me is that they used, like they very easily said, very in a very simple way, they didn't get the attention, the love, all of that stuff when they were young, when they were children, usually before seven. So they started being achievers in order to get some kind of attention. You know, like if you are not being loved as a child just for being there, just for your sheer existence, you will start doing things, finding things to then get attention, to then get approval, then, you know, all of that stuff. So they started becoming the best in school, having crazy high degrees, being like the, the best everywhere and still not feeling fulfilled. And they keep doing that. And then they end up working 40, 50, 60, 80 hours a week, still running after this I want to get attention or acknowledgement from other people, but they haven't understood this. You know, they just think like, Hey, I, I'm still not feeling enough. They don't do this consciously. They just keep running after one success, after the other, after one, like one achievement after the other, more, 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 because they long for this feeling of just being seen, of just being loved, all this fluffy stuff, what people would say, but it's a deep yearning inside. And until they learn how to, how to do it instead, they will keep achieving like many of most all my clients, these high achievers, they are just yearning for love and being, you know, seen, heard and just being enough and they never feel it. So they keep achieving more craziness, like more crazy good stuff, of course, but we can change that. You know, you don't That's have to burn out. 
it's very very inspiring very very cool it's um you can see your drive your passion is so evident in everything you the way you communicate it's uh very very inspiring so okay let's start talking about you talk about your clients and why you do why you do, why you do what you do so what about yourself and do you have a specific morning routine um it changes with times but i do um, a little bit of journaling i do um basically a check like an energetic check like i check how am i feeling process emotions like i learned that it's not we usually get stuck in the mind and we try to calm the mind but it has to go deeper so i really process the emotional stuff that is coming up around um like throughout the day but i start in the morning in the morning with a check like with a physical check how am i feeling in my body and um have lots of time in the morning i don't have i don't straight like straight dive into work I really give myself a lot of space, a lot of time in the morning to get into the day and do me first, like give myself the right energy and the right focus first, and then go do all the other stuff in business. Uh, yeah, very interesting. You've said that because it's something I've started doing myself maybe in the last six, seven weeks. And it's a major difference rather than jumping up and getting straight in, look after yourself first and get all that stuff together and yeah. ease yourself into the day and the, the different performance is huge i've noticed already yeah totally because you start from a different level if you then totally forget about yourself everything you do you do with like less energy or with a kind of like strange energy or like not energy but vibe or perhaps you're a little bit you wake up a little bit crunchy and i don't know what's going on but you do everything in this energy and these are exactly the results you're going to produce you're going to produce results that are also kind of crunchy and cringy you know and if you change that your results will just be so much different absolutely spot on so What's your biggest motivation in life? Biggest motivation in life. Mm. <sighs> That's a good one. It also changes a bit and more and more it's really feeling deep fulfillment on like with every fiber of my being because I didn't learn how to do that when I grew up. So I had to step for step get closer to that. And that is actually also what I, I help my clients to do. And it is this deep feeling of aliveness. Like we are here in this body. I always say our body is our temple. This is why we need to take care of it. It's our vehicle to travel around this beautiful planet. So take care of that because this is the only way how we can experience life. And then it really is about deepening experiencing life, becoming more alive um, in every situation. We don't need beautiful situations to do that. We can feel utterly alive in whatever happens so to detach from the outcome or detach from circumstance circumstance like just you know even sitting here talking to you how alive do i feel in my body and that doesn't mean that i need to jump and be like all crazy it really can also be very subtle and very like just tingly feelings in my my fingers and stuff and i think for me to get more and more of this aliveness or connect more and more with this aliveness in my body in my life and to then inspire other people to have more of that as well or get something of that like get the, that vibe and and change that in their own lives into a positive direction obviously of course I, I one of the things i love about hosting this podcast and i have been now for 12 months or so is that you get such diverse answers by meeting such diverse performance people the answers always absolutely inspire me blow me away and all these great things it was an amazing answer i love that so if you won 10 million dollars or 10 million euros today what would you what would you do how would that change your life what would you spend the money on if i won that 
um, mm. money. I would probably use part of that to invest. I'm already okay. investing, so I would just increase my investment positions. I would definitely give a lot of that to friends, family, and people or organizations that, that inspire me that I want to, to benefit. So these would be the two things, basically. Investments to grow my own invest investments, like the idea of wealth consciousness and building in, like generational wealth for my own family, basically, and giving away to other people. These would be the two main things. Cool. Love that. Okay. So how do you continue to better and also educate yourself? I would say being a coach myself, of course, I work with coaches myself. I get coaching either long-term containers, like a year long. And also sometimes someone inspires me and just get like a short program with them. So I really follow desire. I really follow excitement there. It's not that I plan this. It's really when I find someone on Instagram or a recommendation from a friend or whatever, that then I just go go for it. I don't even think about this for years. It's really like, this is what it like, what is inspiring me right now. And then I just get myself supported with these people. So I'm much more a people person, someone who has a therapist or a coach on their side and not reading lots of books, like books, reading books is amazing. And I'm just more the, the person to person, you know, um, person. And the same with what I do. I offer high ticket one-to-one -one coaching I started doing some courses and all of that, but the real deep love is for these one-to-one -one containers or tiny groups. And the same for me. This is what I constantly get myself supported with. And the last thing, I do more and more around what I mentioned before, like this kind of body work. I've been doing that the past 10 years, but my focus really is on on working through your emotions on a, on a cellular level. So if it's a specific massage, if it's some kind of other body type or breathing exercises, all of this stuff, you know, I, if something inspires me, I just go there and know that that's the next level for me. Make sense? Absolutely. 100%. So going back more to you and your regime, what does a perfect day look like for you? A perfect day. I know people mm. always want to know like, ah, oh, number step number one, step number two. And for me, it goes back to what is my highest excitement and what do I desire to do? Like really dropping in into my body and dropping into my energy and like calming myself down really like, you know, like I'm closing my eyes. I'm really feeling where am I right now? And what, what is my next step? Is it something I have, like, is there sadness? Is there something I need to process through? Or is there like an inspired idea, like create posts, do something for my business, reach out to a person, go for a walk, book a travel, um, go out for dinner with my partner or whatever, you know, like it is very inspired in, in the moment and it's not very planned and not very strategic, strategically the same every day. So checking in, what do I desire right now? What do I need right now? And then go do that. Never great answer. And so that, so different as well. But yeah, it's uh, it all links together perfectly. Um, okay, next question. What has a single, what's been the single best bit of advice that you've ever received? The single best advice. Hmm. I would say something around, I don't have perfect wording for that, but something 
like find your own path and find what is good for you. Like the most important thing is again, figuring out who are you or who am I? What do I need? What do I desire? Instead of, you know, like there are all these gurus, all these coaches, I'm one myself, as I said, and if they start talking, like you need to do it that way, you know, like I run for the hills. If they say, you know, like, you know, working with me on me specifically, what do I need? Then it's a hell yes for me. But if it's like everyone needs to do X, Y, Z, it's like no way. You know, like we are all unique. Every human being on this world is different. So we need different approaches for everyone. And I think this permission slip to just deepen the understanding of who am I and what do I desire and what do I need is one of the the biggest like it is the one of the biggest freeing things that you can do in your life but also is one of the biggest responsibilities you're going to take on because then you can't outsource that to other people anymore like tell me what to do no it's back like the finger always points back to you so not many people actually do that because it's more it's difficult it's more difficult you know to find your own path and figure out what do you want otherwise people wouldn't do all this copying all the time if it was so easy, you know? And people are always looking for the easy option, but yeah, I completely yeah. get that. That makes absolute sense to me. Um, so I love talking about failure in these podcasts and, you know, failure is a very negative word, but especially as Brits, we've always had this thing about not discussing failure. It seems to be getting more acceptable now and people tend to shy away or lie and pretend, you know, they've never had any failure at all. But for me, it's all part of the learning curve of business and life is making mistakes and as long as you don't repeat it, then, you know, it's progress. So um, what's been your biggest failure and what did you learn from the experience? I wouldn't say I had a biggest failure. I would say I had like so many failures, if you even want to use that word in this neg negative way, but in a positive way, obviously. Mm. And it's in every area of my life. So in business, it took me, I don't know, five years, four to five years to have my first six-figure year. And before that, I was just like one of these coaches who wasn't able to bring in any money and still sitting there working hard, you know? Oh my God. Um, so I felt like a failure that it took me so long or that I even, you know, like, my God, that what did I do these four years? And still I showed up and said, you know, like, hey, this is how you do it. You know, like, my God, like, are you little, you know, did you just tell everyone, you know, like, were you even true? You know, these questions then came up. And for like, I'm, I don't have a very big success story. For example, when it comes to relationships, I failed so many times and um, I wasn't like in super long-term relationships due to my upbringing. Again, of course, there are always reasons for that. And also all of these things were very shame like had a lot of shame for me around it. So I wouldn't obviously talk about it. I was one of these people who said like, oh, I'm so happy to be single, you know, like I'm living my good life, but deep inside it was utter bullshit. <laughs> and of course the partner doesn't solve your problems. I also had to find this out, but <laughs> um, still big failure on this relationship or in this relationship area where everyone gets married and they all show their beautiful lives and also happy together, you know, Instagram life. Um, failure in yeah some friendships that broke apart um, failure with clients that didn't get the results that we worked on you know and feeling like shit I fucked this all up and um, I could go on like it's full of my, my life is like one after the other but of course you learn from that 
you'll learn from that. And it's just, it's deepening in life to acknowledge that and then figure out, hey, what's going on there? Instead of being all shallow and all Instagram, like, you know, like everything is beautiful. It's utter bullshit. It's just not true. Uh, your honesty speaks volumes and comes out loud and clear. So yeah, absolutely love how honest you're being in this. So if you could be rem remembered for one thing in the future, what would you like to be remembered for? That's such a big question that I really usually don't focus on because I think I, I really look rather into my own life and mm -hmm. my loved ones and how is that going and my clients, because I would say like, I have a very big woo-woo quantum approach on reality. Um, I don't know if you have any read any books around that. So it is really about, even from a collective perspective, it could go any direction, depending on how we focus on reality and what we see in that reality. And it could even be that whole humanity goes this way. And I, with some people, cho chose a different reality for ourselves. It sounds kind of crazy, I know, and I can't, like in this short time, can't really explain it. But because of that, you know, I obviously want to create a beautiful planet with, with everyone, with collectives but it's not up to me and it could be, it could go any way. Um, but it's not like, I, I can't predict anything because it really has to do with myself. And I would say my focus goes on to, um, yeah, a world where people are more honest, what we spoke about, deeper honesty, more communication, more depth of communication, more love, more connection, more people who have healed their fucking wounds, who have done the work, that would be a big thing. All these people who fuck up the world because they are not dealing with their own emotional BS, that there would be a big leap into, let's face it, let's face the dark shadow parts in ourselves and let's create on a different level because of that. Because we have gone through the dark and come out the other side. Like when this healing happens, People are different people and they create a very different world. The world needs more straight talking people. Keep going. This is amazing. Spot <laughs> on. Okay. Wrapping up nicely. What's the one bit of advice that everyone needs right now? Um, can you clarify a little bit with right now? Do you mean like post COVID or do you? Yeah. Mean so where we are, so where we are today, it's the, it's the 9th of August. I'll be honest with the date we're recording this on this, this episode should be going out beginning part of September, but where the world is right now. So we're post COVID. We've obviously been through some struggles. You know, you mentioned at the beginning, there's been a lot of people struggling out there. So as you see the world, you know, you've got a, a, an amazing perspective, the way you see the world in your vision is, you know, uh, very much on tune the way I see it as well. So what, what do you think is the one bit of advice that people really need that what, from what you can see right now? I would say a lot of courage, like be brave and face these things that you are trying to run away from. So what we spoke about, you know, like these emotional wounds, usually we know that there is something dark. And what, for, what I see with a lot of clients, for example, is in the beginning, they don't even want to do the work because they fear that their deep anger comes out, that they will kill people or that they will be so sad that they will never stop crying. They fear that their emotions, they couldn't handle their emotions if they just start opening the door a little bit. And there, I just want to give people the idea or the understanding. If you start going there, what you're suppressing right now, and usually people know that there is something going on, that you're trying to keep something away. 
this energy, when you start using, like when you work through that stuff and you can, like, you will be able to use that energy that at the moment you use to keep things away, to not look there, you will have so much more energy to then focus on what you really desire. So I would just say courage to go deeper, courage to do these things. I think in the US, people are a little bit further, for example, than in Germany. Germany, if you have, if you go to therapy or something like that, you know, it's still like, ooh, super bad. You're a weak person and stuff like that. And even like things, you you know, like with your employer and stuff, you shouldn't mention that and, and so on. So I think this more like openness to deal with that stuff that we have, for example, in the US much more and UK could be as well. Like I wish this for every, every society in the world to really deal with your stuff, have the courage, be brave and know when you do that work, life will be a one gazillion times better on the other side. And you will not, like your emotions will not take you over. You won't kill anyone, like get the right support and you will be safe and other people will also be safe. That's great advice. I love that. So podcasts, do you listen to many podcasts? Is there a podcast you can recommend to my audience that you think is worthwhile or listening or is podcasting not a big thing for you? Uh, right now, not so much because I'm listening more to some of my, my mentors and coaches, you know, like their mm -hmm. classes, stuff I have bought. However, I remember when I traveled a lot, <laughs> I used to just listen to Tim Ferriss and his very long podcasts <clears throat> because especially what you like the same, what you're doing, he just had amazing, inspiring people on there. And just for these stories, like these fire women or fire women and, and like these crazy people on there with their crazy stories, I would everyone, if you haven't listened to the, some episodes of, of him yet, like just go do that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Tim Ferriss, I think we spoke about before, uh, very much was the inspiration for me. And it was that turning point reading the four hour work week many, many, many years ago. It made me think differently and I've never gone back. And still some of the quotes from the book I can still remember and recite on a regular basis. My only negative though is the podcast are too long. It's like, oh, it's a serious commitment. Two hours, three hours of my life. But you know what? They are amazing quality. So I highly recommend people yeah, tracking so them. So you start traveling a little bit more because it's beautiful for long hours yeah, of yeah, traveling. Yeah. If you sit in the car for six hours, you love these podcasts because you just have something long to listen to instead of all these like 15 minutes things, you know? Yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. My next traveling is about a month away. So that'd be perfect time for that. I'll make sure I've got some download on my phone ready for going. So that's absolutely perfect. Okay, so how can my listeners find out more about you? How can they track you down, connect with you and learn more about this amazing place where you are and the kind of stuff you do? Well, how's the easiest way for them to get in connection with you? I would say listen to some of my old podcast episodes. I also do a podcast, has stopped um, for now. I will get it going again. It's over 140 um, episodes and you'll learn a little bit more about all this emotional stuff I've been talking about. And um, so my podcast, it's Beyond the Hustle, the Wealthy, Happy and Free Entrepreneur. And other than that, just send me a message if you're in interested in hearing more, learning more of what I do. Just follow me on, on LinkedIn, send me a message on LinkedIn, on um, Instagram, or check out my website, lydiawilmsen.com. 
Fantastic. Thank you. And I'll obviously put your details in the show notes as well. Um, I have to say to anyone listening today, just follow your your Instagram is enough to give you envy of wanting to be traveling more and see these amazing things. So Instagram is the way forward. And again, <laughs> I'll link that in the show notes as well. But yeah, it's well worth it. Uh, thank you so much. Very, very insightful. Just as I knew it would be, you've opened my eyes. I should be tracking down some of your podcast episodes and I'm sure we will connect more in the future. But thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Richard. It was amazing. Your questions are spot on and really, really interesting. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll take that. There we are. I was right. Um, the inspiration around travel, you can hear. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's well in my uh, vision for this year, traveling for the rest of the year and definitely in 2023. The energies that Lydia is passing out are so positive, but so, so powerful too. I, I love the phrase, the Instagram, ooh, Instagrammable likey or Instagrammable likeable. That needs to be a word in the, in the regular English language, I just think that's absolutely spot on. All this bullshit that's out there, these Instagram lives that people are not living at all but faking. Um, needs to be called out more, but that word, I just absolutely love it. And I will say, Lydia, you were absolutely right. And I've gone back based uh, following our conversation and Tim Ferriss's podcast. I'm absolutely loving them again. There's so much depth and so much detail. Yeah, you know, they can often, often be between an hour and a half, two and a half hours, three hours. Um, but if you speed them up, cut out the gaps, I use Pocket Cast is that tool I use. Uh, it's available. I, I know it's definitely on Apple, but I don't know. I'm sure it's available everywhere. You can speed them up. You can cut the gaps out. And I've just got so much more out of going back and revisiting old Mr. Ferris's podcast. So you were absolutely spot on. And I've got a shed load of them downloaded on my phone for when I am traveling as well. But you have really, really inspired me in so many different ways. Um, so watch this space. Anyway, everything's in the show notes. Um, I've included the Instagram account. Go give Lydia a, a, a reach out to her. Give her a shout out. Go and connect with her because you'll learn so much more for doing it and being that better person. And that's it for this episode. That's episode seven. So... Uh, as always, please, I would love some reviews. If you're enjoying the Three Percenters Business Coaching Podcast, love a review. Wherever you're watching, listening to this, watching, you're not watching it, but you're listening to it. Whether that's iTunes, Amazon, Pocket Casts, Spotify, you name it. Uh, Anchor itself. Just leave us a review. That'd be really, really useful. And please subscribe. And that way you'll be the first to know. You'll be the first to get all the episodes when they come out 8 a.m. every Friday morning, BST, British Summertime. And the last point is I'm going to start opening up and leaving a Q&A section in the notes. So if you want to leave me a voicemail message, you want to drop us a voice note, you want to send me a question, maybe you've got a question for Lydia, by all means, use that feature and I will respond in a future episode. Anyway, Enjoy the rest of your day and have an amazing time. Thanks for joining me for this latest episode of the Three Percenters Business Coaching Podcast, and we hope you enjoyed it. So if you've got any feedback, you hunt any further information, or you know some amazing people we need to be talking to, please get in contact. Simply drop us an email to info at minervagrowth.co.uk. Have an amazing day.